How has compromising the creation account hurt the church? Hi, it's Calvin Smith here and welcome to Creation Basics where our goal is to make God's creation part of your everyday conversation. Now today's question is, how has compromising the creation account hurt the church? Well, ever since Christians first, you know, attempted to harmonize scripture with the concept of millions of years, they've been straying further and further from a literal meaning of Genesis until some, well, they've just abandoned it altogether. Some believers don't seem to understand that trying to blend a naturalistic worldview with their faith, it, it just doesn't work. Christianity fails the fundamental test of naturalistic science, miracles such as Christ's birth and resurrection. They don't mesh with modern scientific beliefs, which are, you know, they require truth to be testable and repeatable. Now, this conflict doesn't seem to deter Christians when they're talking about, you know, trusting their eternal destiny to these historical facts that are revealed in scripture, like dead people coming back to life, you know, in, in three days, even if they aren't repeatable today. But many of those same Christians reject the straightforward historical reading of the Genesis creation account simply because they believe it can't be verified by science. Why, why pick and choose? You know, but this wasn't the case throughout most of history. Not until the 19th century did Jews and Christians begin rejecting, in large numbers, the plain understanding of Genesis 1. At that time, long-age uh, views in geology had gained prominence, largely because of the philosophy of uniformitarianism, you know, the present is the key to the past. And this view denies the possibility of, you know, miraculous interventions in history, such as divine creation and the biblical flood, proposing instead that the, you know, only the, the, the current slow physical processes that we see may be used to explain the past. So whatever we see happening today has always been, and that includes dead people coming back to life. You know, apparently not wanting Christianity to appear foolish by the standards of this era's, you know, prevailing philosophy, several Christian leaders responded by seeking to harmonize scripture's creation account with the concept of millions of years. But as the weaknesses of each compromise view became apparent, Christians strayed further and further away from this literal meaning of Genesis in a in kind of a vain attempt to conform it to modern scientific interpretations of the past. And in the process, they set a dangerous precedent. They began reinterpreting scripture, scripture to match scientists' claims, even when the, the new interpretation ignored the actual words of the text or forced contradictions into it. So, when Christians reinterpret God's word to, to try to make it to conform to, to secular ideas, they open the door of compromise. That door often leads to rejection of fundamental doctrines, which is exactly what's happening today. A brief look at the most popular compromise views in the order uh, they were first introduced reveals a disturbing trend. Each new view drifts further from the straightforward meaning of Genesis 1, whether it's gap theory, historic creation, day-age theory, progressive creation, the framework hypothesis, or, or theistic evolution. All of them suffer from three common errors. First, in their desire to adopt the idea of millions and billions of years, uh, adherence to each of these positions must rearrange events described in Scripture. For example, each alternate view places the creation of the sun before the creation of the earth, rather than trusting God's word that the sun was created on day four after the earth was on day one. Furthermore, with the exception of the gap theory, old earth models put reptiles, for example, long before birds. But Genesis reveals that God created the flying creatures on day five and the land animals, including reptiles, on day six. 
Second, since harmonizers accept Earth's rock strata as a record of billions of years, they can't consi consistently accept a global flood in Noah's day. You see, a, a worldwide flood would obliterate the rock layers and form thousands of feet of new layers, uh, most of the fossil, fossil record. And so, so they have to reinterpret the Genesis flood as a regional event or a worldwide yet tranquil event. And finally, perhaps the most disastrous error of all of these views is that they necessarily place billions of years of death, suffering and disease and, and bloodshed long before Adam sinned. So God must have created a world full of death and suffering and then called it very good. And this attacks the perfectly holy nature of our Creator. Also, if physical death is not a consequence of Adam's sin, then why did Jesus uh, you know, need to die a physical a death on the cross and rise physically from the dead to save us from our sins? If death has nothing to do with sin, the gospel has no foundation. So how has compromising the creation account hurt the church? It has compromised the church at a fundamental level seeing as how all Christian doctrines directly or indirectly are founded in Genesis 1 to 11 by saying that area of scripture is, is unclear throws a massive doubt on all Christian doctrines and the modern church is the result.